I wrote this for you. An unfinished, never finished poem put like a symphony from my soul. Note after note, written, scribbled, rewritten, and re-scribbled, these words were written to speak, to stretch like humbled hands for the lost, the broken, and the weak. Gather around, stand, or take a seat, dear you. You in the front, you in the back, and all the hearts that fill the vacant cracks to the couple cuddled close in their third-wheel driver, to the lonely wall cling in the New York City cab rider. The daughter who can't come to acceptance with her genetics and spends hours hiding under applied cosmetics. This, this is written for you. To the suit wearers and briefcase carriers and to the homeless men they pass each day. To the guilt-stained mind who forgot about new mercies found in the sunrise. To the lost teaching that H-O-P-E comes hand in hand with L-O-V-E and both are on sale for F-R-E-E. -E. To the soap shoe schoolboy walking the wet Portland streets beautiful bright redhead who's only been known as that redhead into the single mother raising her three kids while juggling her six part-time jobs on her ten tired fingers. This, this is written for you. To the confused geek and sensitive jock, to the lost cheerleader and newfound believer, to you who reads far and to every negative word spoken in your direction, the twisted words from the twisted tongues that sting and question, leaving your answer to be a sniffle and a shrug. This is written for you. To the ten-year-old buried deep in your soul into the dirt that you've been meaning to shovel, to the awkward ages and unhealthy stages, to the couch potato, and those of you who used to eat Play-Doh, to the daytime dreamer and your imaginary friend, and the one-sided walks and single late-night talks you'll take with him. This is written for the broken-hearted heroine and her heartbreaker into the middle school midget who is stretching for another inch and the unappreciated player stuck playing left bench to the brace-faced, four-ride, five-foot-three, fourth-grade girl who will one day be crowned homecoming queen. This is written for you. To the adopted child with a million questions, all beginning with why, and to the parents prayerfully searching for a million answers with teary eyes, to the midnight snacker and early morning risers, to the coffee addicts and our coffee breath, to the fairy tale dreamers and the Krispy Kreme eaters, this is written for you. To the absent, alone, and aggravated, to the burnt, bruised, and bent, to the corrupt, crushed, and cured, here is your invite to come alive every night, to live for more than what meets the eye, to have new life in this life that will one day be raised with eternal life. To finally, to finally be able to breathe fresh air and not be congested with fear, to break the past with forgiveness and enter the future with eyes clear. This, this is written for you. This is written to speak. This is written to spark. This is written more than the heart, but for the one who created it to start. Thanks. Well, thanks again for, for allowing me to be here. If you haven't met yet, my name is, is Tanner Olson. On the internet, I go by written to speak. Uh, and so, I don't know, if you, like, you have your phone with you, and you wanted to get it out, and you wanted to... I don't know, like follow along with my work. Like you could, you could, you could potentially do that right now by just by getting your phone out, <laughs> opening up Instagram, maybe Facebook, or go to writtentospeak.com. Uh, I have a podcast. I've got four books out. Another one on the way. Uh, I write blogs. Blogs are still a thing, right? Yeah, Mockingbird. Yeah. And while you have your phone out, this isn't just about me. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that's good. that wasn't a joke, but okay. Uh, but, but let's give it up for the Garas, right? Their music's so good.
you can find them if you're on Instagram. If you have your phone out, it's like in your hand, right or left, doesn't matter. Instagram's a 24-hour website. Uh, you can just go to it and you can type in I am J O N Gara, and you can find John John's work there. And also, if you're right there right now, you can just type in "written to speak," and that's my work. And you can find that on the internet. Uh, also, I just want to say, uh, Dave, thanks so much for having me. Uh, this has been a true joy, a true honor, uh, and so I'm, I'm super thankful. Uh, and I, the best gift that you can give somebody is, is the gift of listening, uh, or at least that's what they've told me. Um, that person didn't know about money. <laughs> um, but, but thank you for listening. It, it really does mean, mean a lot. Um, before, before I share this final poem with y'all, um, well, there's a sin that I need to confess. It's a sin from middle school. You see, uh, my school's basketball team had a tournament a few hours from home. And I loved basketball. I still love basketball. I loved basketball tournaments. It was game after game after game. Between games, we would eat candy and drink blue Gatorade and shovel hot dogs into our stomachs and be completely fine to run around for 45 minutes the next minute. Plus, during basketball tournaments, we stayed at a hotel. In the evenings, we'd jump into the pool and flirt with the cheerleaders. Flirting, I don't know if you know this about flirting, but it's an art form that every middle school boy is uh, terrible at. We'd splash girls right in the face and show them that we like them because nothing says I like you like a face full of chlorine water. I'm not sure if splashing a girl in the face with cool water is a sin, but if it is, that's not the one that I'm here to confess right now. <laughs> While we were packing up to head home, I asked my mom if I could take one of the white hand towels from our room. I don't know if you know this about hotels, but there are towels everywhere. There are towels at the pool, towels in every bathroom, towels in parts, towels in fitness, like everywhere there are towels. My mom looked at me like, what? We, why do you want to take a towel from the hotel? We have them at home. And I said, uh, I, I, I don't know. And that's how most middle school boys start sentences. Often that's the entire sentence is, um, I don't know. And the truth is, middle school boys never really know what is going on. We don't think or plan ahead. We just act in the moment. And my mom said no and told me that by taking the towel that I would be stealing. And I didn't see it that way. We paid for the room and the towels were a gift. But you guessed it. I took the white hand towel. This is where you gasp. I took the white hand towel. I know. I stuck it in my duffel bag. Off we went. And when we got home and unpacked, my mom found the white hand towel. I didn't even try to hide it because by the time that we got home, I had completely forgotten that I had taken it. Once again, middle school boys never really know what is going on. We don't plan ahead. We just kind of act in the moment. She held up the towel, looked at me as if I had splashed pool water in her face, and she said, Tanner, get in the car now. That's all she said. That's all she needed to say. I thought, this is it. This is how I go to jail for the first time. I said, Mom, are you taking me to the cops? She said, no. What? No. But I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to go to take this towel back and apologize, which is even worse than jail. Apologize. <laughs> so we pulled up to the hotel. Now, it wasn't the same hotel, it wasn't the same hotel because I was like three hours away. My mom is a great mom, but she's not crazy, right? So we just went to the same hotel chain, different location. There was no way we were driving all the way back. I walk inside, the saddest look on my face. Towel hung in my right hand as I dragged it to the front desk. I made Actually, I've made an entire career out of it. If you would like to buy one of my books, it's in the book spot. If you have your phone out, you can just... So I walk up to the counter, and the woman working the desk looked at me, and she said, What's wrong, love? And I said, 
I don't know. I uh, stole this towel and I'm here to give it back. I'm, I'm sorry, really sorry. She looked at me and made that noise with her tongue coming unstuck from the roof of her mouth and said something that, that I'll always need to hear. Oh, baby, you're all good. All is forgiven. Have yourself a good day. And that's exactly what I needed to hear. And it's funny, what we needed to hear in middle school is still what we need to hear as adults, right? Eat your vegetables, use your manners, slow down, don't do that. Oh, baby, you're all good. All is forgiven. Have yourself a good day. Anyways, to close, I'd like to share a poem titled, Let Hope Interrupt the Story. I wrote it for a group of middle school students, but really, I wrote it for my middle school self. It's a poem about what I needed to hear when I was in middle school. I hope that you enjoy it. If you don't, please don't tell me I am very sensitive. <laughs> For a moment, won't you slow down and stay a while? I'd like to share this with you. I am alive and full of wonder and questions in a breakfast burrito from earlier. I am me and you are you, and I've never seen someone quite like you before. And that sounded a little cheesy, didn't it? But cheesy things are often true. And cheese makes everything better. It made the breakfast burrito better, and hopefully it does the same for this poem or whatever this is. And I once read on a painted sign hanging from chicken wire in a church kitchen that God don't make mistakes. He don't. He made you, and you are not a mistake. You've never been a mistake. You and I have made mistakes, but we, we are not a mistake. His soft and holy hands knitted you together as he sang a song of love. He picked out your shape and size and skin tone and soul. He picked out your walk and talk. He gave you your weird and different and beauty and desires. He put a heart in your chest and life in your bones and stars in your eyes. He filled you with love, tapped you on the nose and called you very good. You. He called you very good, but I know. I know you have days where you feel far from very good. I'm just like you. I feel it too. There are days when I feel lost and alone, far from home. There are days when I feel the earth crack beneath my skin and anxiety shake me like a hurricane does a house. There are days, there are days when my past catches up to my present and whispers in my ear all the things I wish I would have never done or said or thought are heard. And there are days, there are days when the heaviness tries to steal away my hope. Pulls down the shades and blocks out the sun and the darkness sits on my chest as I feel like I'm about to break and bend. But hope, but hope says this is not the end. Hope interrupts the story and shines a light reminding me that by grace everything will be alright. After all, I have been knit together by his soft and holy hands. Let hope interrupt your story. Let hope slow you down as you stay a while. Slow down. Stay a while. Thank you. As the garrets come up, let's go ahead and, and say a word of prayer together. Holy Father, as we continue, may your strength sustain us. May your power preserve us. May your grace guide us. May your hand of help hold us. May your love go with us, and may you, our hope, continue to interrupt our story.